Everybody. Welcome to another week of the Soccer Threat Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm a little bit goofy because I haven't been sleeping a lot uh, for good reasons. For good reasons. There's been an envelope expansion in the Schrader family uh, and we are we are here. We are healthy. We are happy and we are at home. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of male talk on the, on the uh, pod today. A lot of male Mazel talk. Tov. Mazel tov. Uh, I'm I'm back on the pot before I'm back to work, so that's you know where my priorities are. There you go. Well, we you pay go. you more than work, so <laughs> I don't even know how to make. How do I riff on that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Such an outlandish thing to say. <laughs> uh, but I'm back, and I'm in Portland, and uh, very very happy to be potting this evening. Mike Samuelson is in Minneapolis. Yeah, uh, did, I've done some skiing since the last pod. But really, the the story here is just the the lack of snow, climate change, just really, really fucking us over, us skiers yeah. out here, um, diehards. What the us skiers? Like eighteen months ago, who would have guessed that this was Mike? I'm out there, baby. I'm slipping and sliding on the on the man made snow, which is very icy. It's not good for the beginners like me. But I got I got a little Christmas ski, and I felt like a real. A real hardcore skier. Oh, love it. Love it. Dan's Very timely. His beer, yeah. his beer says, pray for pow, as in powder. Pray for pow beer. That's, uh, yeah, that bad, bad snow, Mike. I'm sorry to hear it. That's such as life, Dan. Tough, such life. Life. Tough life there. On, on the bright side, though, we have a wood-burning stove in our house that we used for the first Ooh. time yesterday. And the house did not burn down. And I'm counting that as a huge win. And I bet it got very warm. I've only it used did. the word burning storm about twice in my life, and both times it got just intensely warm. It got very warm. We uncomfortable. Learned, yeah, we uncomfortable. learned that uh, you we really should have. Uh, my wife was worried about running out of wood, and so we didn't start the fire till like four. I was, you know, maybe advocating for an earlier start time because wood it burns, uh, and the heat it just stays there with the wood burning stove. So next time we'll just start it. We'll have a nice afternoon fire, keeping us warm all day. All day activity. Uh, yeah, that's definitely just a little thing. It's like having a football game on, kind of. You put on a football game, you yeah. start a fire. Nice. You don't have you to be watching the football it. game all the time. It's just in the background. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Colin is in the swamp. Hey, Colin. It's been a great Christmas. It's been a great Christmas. Frank the Combine uh, got left by Santa, and that's really all you need for a good Christmas. Yep. Get yourself it's a Frank the Combine. So there you go. I have nothing else to say beautiful wonderful christmas <laughs> shout out to frank the combine when your son wants to ride in a re- real combine bring him out here him and my dad can ride in my father-in-law's combine together for the first time my son they, is they, will be way too scared to uh for a combine he'll, he'll get excited by it then it'll turn on and he'll be like fuck no that is loud and i'm not not into that I mean, I Mike's think, dad might be the same. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's been communication that your son has very uh, very 76 year old uh, old Jewish man energy, which yes, is yes what my dad is, who has the same energy. Right. Yep. That's so that's, right. that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's good that they can just do stuff together, and if one is scared, they'll both be scared, and then they'll end up at the train yeah. museum. That's <laughs> and good just, stuff. They could just, they'll go take a nap together. It'll be great. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Oh God, that's perfect. They can be best buds. That's so beautiful. My dad would be so tickled. <laughs> uh, I have a warm up actually inspired not by soccer at all, but uh, by my my older uh, son. He asked me today, "Daddy, if there are two emergency vehicles on the roads with their sirens going, how does one have to pull over for the other one?" And I thought it was a wonderful idea, and I just kind of wanted to talk about it because I actually. At first, I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's silly. They wouldn't actually. But come to think of it, I think there's a hierarchy. And there is, you know, a way that emergency vehicles should have to pull over for each other. So I kind of wanted to um, to see what you guys think. Are they going in the same direction or opposite directions? Or are they at an have, intersection? I think you have to assume that it's like a, a one actually has to pull over. They can't just bypass on the on separate sides of a divided highway. You have to force an interaction. Okay, I think that's the assumption. All right, 
Um, and really my first thought, and this is where it all stems from, is that police are the bottom because they're <laughs> never like best case. They're just going to abuse someone's civil liberties. Worst case, <laughs> they're doing worse than that. They're never actually in like a real rush to get anywhere. Whereas like ambulance, firefighter, those guys, they should get where they're going. They might save a life. Police, bottom of the pecking order. And that's where I start my thought process. My, my son agrees with you. I mean, kind of. In that he, I bet he, your son asked this question to you. I asked it to my son because he was playing emergency vehicles on the couch and he'll just give you another one to be and you're and all of a sudden i was i can't remember an emergency vehicle and he was telling me to get off the road and i was like yo we are wheel bro like i'm already here i'm already going you gotta and then so i i was like hey what do you think if how should we how should we handle that and he just told me look the bigger one gets priority every time and so i was Ooh. like okay bigger one you mean fire trucks are number one ambulances are number two and police cars are number three and he didn't really respond to that. And then later it became clear to me uh, by his behavior of running me off the road that it just meant that if you have the bigger truck. So it could just be, I mean, look, the militarization yep. of the police force right now, you're going to get some police monster trucks out there. And that if is, you have a police monster truck, your matchbox car ambulance better get the fuck out of the way. Scary future that your son is is painting for us. I'm just, it's, it's that, the present, Mike. It's the present. It's not the future. The militarization of the police is, in fact, literally just an arms race to have a bigger truck than a fire truck. Exactly. So that they dominate. Exactly. All so that they can get the fire trucks to pull over. Well, and and Basically. ironically, fire trucks uh, are kind of moving to becoming smaller, more nimble on our streets. So oh. it's kind of I'm making listeners. I'm that. making my hands like like two lines in a graph that are kind of intersecting. Going at an X. Yes. Yeah. Although uh, I did see one of those that. fire trucks that has the real real steer. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, like sexy. The, my son knows the, the real ladder. name for that. I don't know the real no, name. No, I, th I mean I think that's 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 you know. No, as there's good as... a there's a technical term. Well, I don't it's know like what the tiller or something. I don't know. That's not right. That's a sailing I term. Bet, I bet your son knows. He does know, and he corrects me every time I do it wrong. Um, but I don't listen. Uh, but I saw one of those the other day, and it is wild. Let me tell you, those are wild. It's a good thing they don't have Huge. those on most streets. And then I think you have to separate ambulance going to somebody and coming back to the hospital with somebody loaded up. If they've got somebody, you're hoping that's pretty stable. So I think that comes right after police going back to the hospital. You've got all the equipment in there. You've got the paramedics. That's, you know, a second or two is probably not making the difference. You're How hoping are these, things these are... vehicles supposed to know that in a split second when they're trying to pass each other? Look, if we don't have the technology to to be able to communicate with other emergency vehicles in the vicinity, which way the can, uh, the ambulance is going, then what are we even doing here? You know, what, what if they just platoon? Is that not? I know, I know that's not as fun for the little kids. But what if we just get a little platoon going? Maybe that's it. I mean, we we are you know supposedly never far from an automated vehicle future. And this this <laughs> question could be obsolete before we know it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Why go. aren't they all taking go. the train? That's what I really want to know. Oh, speaking of trains, I, I need a little aside here. Uh, <laughs> Please. This is not, not even Peppa Pig related. Uh, which <laughs> oh, is we can get into that. Very much an inside joke uh, that it doesn't have to be, but it is for now. Uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not someone who, uh, who plays a lot, of, a lot of video games, but I recently discovered... a addictive game on my phone called mini metro where you just build a little subway system <laughs> on your phone Sounds and you sweet. just you just take little people around your system and i realized that this is really what i wanted to do when i went back to grad school i went back to school for urban planning and i realized i don't really want to be an urban planner i just want to play mini urban metro. planner on my phone all day whether it's mini metro could be sim city it doesn't matter i just want to play video games Mm -hmm. the the app designers sitting in their office in the san francisco bay area had a picture of you up on their board and they were like how do we get him like how do we extract three dollars <laughs> and 99 cents from this idiot and they did it we gotta how do we get him they got gotcha. you man it's fun it's a great way to spend three dollars and 99 cents highly recommended mini metro there you go. uh 
and then I think fire fire trucks and ambulances on the way back <laughs> to the hospital have to be about oh, the same. Here. We're still but here. Mike, I because I want to get to this question. Mike asked about private versus public ambulances, and I have no idea. I need help with that, Mike. I mean, I think more ambulances than you think are private. Uh, not that there but are. How should they? How should they rank? Are they good? Are private ambulances like payday lenders? Are they? No, they just no, they, moving people who are not in an emergency, really. I mean, yeah, like you get oh. you get dispatched a private ambulance not infrequently. Like the only time I called nine one one for a health reason, it was like a non urgent health reason, but I wanted an ambulance and they sent me a private ambulance. It's just like you know, you know our country, Dan, capitalism. We just we've outsourced everything because it's better and cheaper. Okay, but is there any reason that they should be bucketed differently in this ranking then? Yeah, not I think really. So. Well, right. well, yeah, not pu- pu- public ambulance is, is more like likely to be a life saving non emergent. I don't know if I don't think that's true. I think there's just like a pool of ambulances, and they're just like, all right, you know, this ambulance, you're over here, or like, you know, who can respond to someone having a heart attack over here? They all have like, I would assume the same training. It's not like, oh, you can operate a private ambulance and just be Joe Schmo. I mean, I hope not. That would be absolutely horrifying. I bet. I bet that is more true. Why do you think they're cheaper, bro? Come on. I don't think. I don't think they are cheaper. Mm. I think it's just you know, we've sl- we've slowly cheaper. we've slowly siphoned away resources from the public mm. Uh, mm. and given them to to rich people. Mm. Uh, that was the plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Wow. There you go. There that's, you go. That's yeah. it. All right. Well, uh, and please report this back to your to your son and uh, let us know what he thinks. I'll let you know. Maybe. He will be glad to know what the rank, the definitive ranking is. Uh, Mike, we got an email. Emails. I'm going to use my most my most boring voice today because according to the email reader last week, I'm just the most boring email reader of all time. As he shrugs, uh, Colin. You were thinking of coffee news. That's the place you were thinking of. This was texted many, many times. I think three or four people. You don't know how many times, how many individual texts I got about this. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, oh, by the way, this email is from George. Uh, he notes that uh, there was a fire a few years ago. Coffee news is now closed. Now it's a French meadow. Big downgrade. French meadow sucks. I'm sorry, Minnesotans. Minnesotans really love French meadow, and it's it's just not it's not special at all. George has got a couple smells for us to talk about. The first fried fish smell on Fridays from the broiler in particular. The broiler also closed. RIP the broiler. Uh, that makes him think of football and track practices. It makes me think of Friday night soccer games. It's just, it was just such a beautiful element to the Friday night soccer game at McAllister was having the fish fry coming from the broiler and just stinking up the whole place. It was just incredible. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And the the fish fry smell, I, I don't know, it's stinking up. It's not like a terrible smell. It is like a greasy smell. Strong, yeah. Yeah, strong, greasy stinking smell. up in the best way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then George's other one is his dad's hair product, hair care product. This was a really good, good one. He says, Groom and Clean. I guess that's the name of it. For many years, I thought this was just how my dad smelled, <laughs> which is <laughs> absolutely hilarious. If only he could be so lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad used Barbasol shaving cream, which also has a, a similar a similar effect. I think Dan, yep. you had a you had a, a similar uh, comment here. Electric electric shave for me, the like alcohol yeah, before the yeah. electric buzzer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one for me since I wasn't here last week is uh, I think the only way to describe it is just like Northern Lakes. Uh, there's like a f- a fresh water smell when you're by like lakes in Minnesota or Wisconsin or also in like Northern new England. And I went to summer camp in Maine for many years. And like that smell is just very, you, you get it out here too. It's just like very evocative of my childhood and just like carefree playing sports, canoeing around just like absolutely great times. Yes. Beautiful. Feel it. Yep. So that's, that's what I got. Uh, George also says Minneapolis crew has gotten our hands on a pretty big number of tickets for the U S men's national team game in February against Honduras. We'll get a pick for the thread as someone who has never been to a U S men's national team game. What are some things I should look out for? Is it time to start looking on eBay for a Kobe Jones Jersey? I would just say that 
I don't know how you plan to attend this game, George, but you're probably going to have to size up several <laughs> several amounts. That's because that's going over your coat. That's going to be going over a lot of layers, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, at least myself. I, I have a jersey that is like fits my normal body. I will not be will not be putting that over my coat. Uh, but you guys have been to a bunch of U.S. men's national team games. We all have. Uh, I don't know what are what are things that a first timer should should do to prepare or should get excited for. I mean, get yourself a USA winter hat first of all for this one. Uh, the best uh, USA. I mean, first of all, I fully believe in the um, like you can be too cool for school and and wear like not want to wear a jersey if you go to a bar or something like that. But if you go to the game, like wear all the shit like go go nuts um you know it's it's as a grown man like wear a jersey sure yeah go for it um and the best uh, outfit that i've seen in that department comes from my former roommate ryan peters uh who bought a 1994 warm-up uh to go to usa games and usa do usa things and had the (laughs) jean jacket jean jacket like chest part and then the sleeves were the you know red and white stripes like the flag and so it's like so the nice. home is the you know the chest part is like the home kit and the, the sleeves are like the away kit and just it's just super fresh jacket and i'm pretty sure you can get like non-adidas knockoffs of that online right mm-hmm. now so mm-hmm. that is definitely what i would be searching for george yeah coat is a good idea or jacket because you can layer up under that. I really thought this email. I mean, he he leads by saying we got a pretty big number of tick number of tickets. I thought there was going to be an invite. Uh, I would have turned harsh, it down. Harsh. Oof. Yeah, but no invite I there. I would have turned up. Well, I mean, I'm not traveling to a, an outdoor soccer game in February in Minneapolis for many reasons. Uh, but harsh. You know, I, I would have liked to turn it down, George. Yeah, <laughs> would have been nice. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he knew you were gonna turn it down, and so didn't he was just offer. protecting his heart. I'd like to see, I'd like to wait for the weather forecast, and I'll make my decision the day before game day. <laughs> That's smart. How do you guys feel about the uh, um, outlaws, American outlaws? What are they called? Yeah. yeah, like link up with them, not link up with them. Sure. I mean, do you have general feelings? I mean, I'm not opposed. Uh, are they like the greatest fan group in the world, or some like? No, they're not like. I don't know, special or like great or whatever, but I'm glad they exist. Well, but also, so like a normal, like a normal game, say this game is in June, you know, say we're all going to attend a game in June. We would just go to the area of the stadium. Maybe we would have a bar that we're going to meet at. Maybe we're going to go tailgate, you know, or there's some kind of destination in mind. And then you're like, all right, you know, we get there a few hours early, you mill around, you have some drinks and you just kind of go with the flow. February in Minnesota, personally, yeah, gotta have I don't know if I'm just like, oh, let's just like head over to the stadium and see how it's going. Because then a couple hours early. Yeah, you might like get to a bar. That bar is like slammed. And then you're like, OK, I mean, first of all, there aren't a ton of bars in the area. There's some, but it's not like, uh, I don't know, Wrigley Field or something where you're like, OK, we'll just go to one of the other 15 bars on this block. And if just like every bar is slammed and it's five degrees outside, I don't know if I want to just spend an extra two hours in five degree weather. So I think like a clear game day plan, at least for your boy, uh, that's my poor circulation is going to be very critical (laughs) to to my enjoyment. Uh, Who's a 76 year old Jewish man now? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good point. A clear plan. And maybe the bar is not that close to the stadium. Maybe it's like the bar is a really solid 10 minute train ride from the stadium. So we'll meet there. Yeah. And then it's like easy, an easy public access jump. From, yeah, yeah. From exactly. But not a walk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a couple, couple people we know who have houses that are like a 20 ish minute walk. Probably, probably the easiest way to do it in terms of like pre-game How long is it to ski? How far is that on, on skis? Oh God. I mean, the way I ski 20 minutes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here it is. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anything so special about going to this game that is... I mean, George has been to plenty of sports events. You know, you go and you buy in and you have fun. I don't know. Uh, If you're going to buy a jersey, though... I mean, Kobe Jones is a good shout. But if you really wanted to buy, like, just get the best historical U.S. Men's National Team jersey, uh, who are you going for, Mike? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. I think you go with... 
with someone from your um you know who means something to you like it's not it's not universal right kind um, of your your personal cult yeah person. exactly exactly like I could pick like Brian McBride. He's played for Everton and you know, he played for Columbus while I lived there and he played for the Milwaukee rampage, you know, when I lived in Milwaukee. So like Brian McBride would be a shout for me. Tony Santa would be a shout for me. Jimmy Banks would be a great shout for me, but like a lot of those don't make sense to be like, uh, quite frankly, all three of those have Milwaukee connections, right? Like if you're well, not so- George from, from Milwaukee, the Sonny's from uh, Minnesota. So that, that could be yeah. a good one. Yeah. But I guess George is call. from Milwaukee. So the the correct answer, if I'm asking this for me, it's actually it's kind of the same for George. The answer for you, George, is Jimmy Banks. You're not going to find that. You're going to have to make that custom. But Jimmy Banks would be the best. A Jimmy Banks 1990 jersey? God, that would be so fucking fire. But it's all, that is also so deep that nobody will get it. Everyone will just think that your last name is Banks and you're wearing a jersey. Or you're just, if somebody does, then you're best friends with that person. True. But someone might think you're just a big capitalist out there promoting banks, and they might punch you in the face. <laughs> banks. Maybe that's spot on for George. <laughs> Although I think George, not a lot of people are going to go up to George and be like, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to bop them on the top of the head like this. A downwards bop. Yep. I think that's a good one. I think just getting a Reina jersey is could be good. A little yeah. ambiguity. Just get get like old, a old, an old Reina, Reina jersey. jersey. Well, I, I was gonna say get like a 2012. Yeah, yeah 2012. Just be like, well, I don't know. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> Geo was really good in the U8s. Really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he was playing up with the U10s at that age, so you know. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Good point. Um, I don't know other 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 shit to think about. I don't know. It, you're gonna have a great time, George. It's, we're gonna. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I'm jealous. Uh, Unless it's cold, I'm very jealous. That'll be fun. Could be a little too. It's cold. a big game too. Although the way this this winter is just a little weather chat. The way this winter has been uh, been starting, I'm I'm not too worried about the weather. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a nice 18 degree day. Jinx. Uh, I think that's it for emails. Yeah, soccerthread at gmail dot com. Uh, clearly, we need more emails because. You know, that's what we do, really. Dearth. Absolute dearth of emails. Yeah. Uh, January is coming up. By the next time we pod, it will be January. And I assume that means the January transfer window will be open. Maybe not quite. Does it wait until after the weekend? I think, I think that's how it works. I don't know. Who cares? The transfers. It's, but it's coming. It's coming. There's some U.S. men's national team guys that are... Uh, strongly linked with moves. There are some guys that are thought to be on the move. There are some guys that maybe could use a move. Um, the, the first on this list, Ricardo Pepe. Hey, have a warm-up. Wait, wait, wait. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped the, the bold. Run order. I haven't been sleeping. Run order is like nine words. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped five of them. Dan, Dan missed the only part of the run order. That's the only bold in the whole whole document. Okay, Colin. All right. Yeah, well, you kind of previewed it a little bit, though. So, Ricardo Pepe is going to Wolfsburg. Uh, and so, in honor of that, I want to talk a little bit about a U.S. men's national team player who, uh, well, just came from the Bundesliga, Josh Sargent. Uh, you know, Ooh. there's parallels there, right? Young uh, American striker goes to Bundesliga has some success or maybe not, you know, moderate success and now moves on. Uh, so people are going to be talking about, oh, Pepe, is this going to work? And also uh, I would say that uh, the manager, I don't know if the manager, yeah, I think it's the, I think the manager, the manager at Wolfsburg is the former manager of Bremen where Josh Sargent was. So it's, that's, there's, there's a tie in there. So obviously what I wanted to ask, you know, I wanted to pull this back to the bet Mike and I have about how many minutes Josh Sargent will get can you give me? Uh, this is a uh, uh, a competition. Uh, name the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players on Norwich who have more minutes this year than Josh Sargent. <laughs> you think I can no. name eight players on Norwich who one, aren't Josh one. Sargent? Mike. I mean, P- Mike. Pookie. You can start. Pookie. Is that what you said? Yeah. Got it. He's number two on the team with one thousand five hundred seventy-six minutes. Dan, the goalkeeper. I like, I like, I like your style, Dan. 
I'll give it to you, Tim Cruel. Tim Cruel. Tim Cruel. <laughs> 1,530 yeah. minutes. Uh, the left back. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. There's too many left backs on this roster. I'll take any of them. I'll take any of them. So I'm assuming you can't get anyone. Uh, anyone else? The number one on this roster would have been Max Aaron's, the right back. Uh, who's, Did I say left? Who's an inter- English international? Yeah, the left back, Brandon Williams. Uh, is actually does have more minutes than Josh Sargent as well. Uh, but Let's it's, go. you know, so there you go. Uh, Billy Gilmore is another one you may have heard of, a uh, Scottish player who's, what is he, the uh, Glaswegian uh, Angola Conte or something like that. Uh, that's about Glaswegian. it. That's what they always say. Yeah, that's exactly. What they all say about him. So there you go. Nobody you've heard of, basically. And they're still getting more minutes than, than Josh Sargent, is my point. So, uh, should we be worried about Ricard- Ricardo Pepe? Is that that is this his future to be getting less minutes than Kenny McLean and Grant Hamley? I mean, uh, Pe- Pepe is is not certainly like it's not a done deal that he's going to Wolfsburg. It's pretty much a done uh, deal. It's pretty. I mean, it's a bunch of people it's on, looking, on Twitter saying the, like he's going to the Bundesliga. Is what I saw the last like, couple hours. It's been yeah, like the, basically confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a little worried. Uh, so I mean, Pepe's probably one. I mean, Sargent was a strong prospect a few years ago. Uh, not all prospects become good players. We know this. Uh, but like Pepe, also a strong prospect, also a center forward, going to play under the same coach who got Werder relegated and then somehow got this job and took Wolfsburg, who were fourth last year. They're like towards the bottom in the Bundesliga. So that's not great for me. Uh, <laughs> and um, there's, a, there's a couple other young U.S. players who've gone to Wolfsburg in the past couple of years, like Ulianes, uh, who got a cap last year maybe uh, and hasn't, hasn't worked well. There's a guy from D.C. United who didn't sign with us and then went to Wolfsburg and haven't heard of him. And, you know, these guys all might come good. They're still, like, very young. But, you know, this guy... This club doesn't have exactly a strong track record of bringing Americans through, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little worried. Uh, Brooks was at Wolfsburg for a long time too, and did still. well there. Is still. Uh, oh, that's right. So, I, I think the big thing, if if you're just saying an American striker with the same manager, they're very different strikers, though. Um, yeah, one is good and one is shit. <laughs> I mean, that's the main difference. But th- the way they play the game, right? Sargent is like, does a lot of work that's not right in front of goal um, and doesn't do very well right in front of goal. And Pepe, at least from what I've seen, is a little bit the opposite. Like, he really just thrives on service. He needs those chances and he's pretty good at converting. Um, maybe he's been converting higher than like the XG you would expect or whatever, which makes it a great time for FC Dallas to cash in. Um, you know, young talent overperforming. But there's also like a skill to be able to get shots that have high XG, right? Oh yeah, of course, of course. But even given that, I think he's like above where you would expect. Like he's he's outperforming his XG for all professional players. And as like an 18-year-old particularly, you wouldn't actually expect him to be better at finishing than uh, Robert Lewandowski or whatever. So anyway point is they're very different strikers so i don't actually expect that he'll be uh doomed to the same fate as sergeant because the manager it's a different he's a different tool in the toolbox um wolfsburg also have not been scoring goals so he'll probably get a chance to play uh and in general i think the bundesliga is a great spot for americans so i like this uh like colin you said or maybe sorry it was mike but um you, you know different trout have different trajectories or whatever but like i don't think we should expect him to have the same trajectory like i'd put the same player into the same spot and like roll the dice again and see how it goes i like i like that spot for these players yeah i mean so one thing about Sargent that i think maybe a few years ago we wouldn't have cared about but now i would say we should care about is like just getting minutes is not necessarily enough like Sargent's got a lot of minutes in his career but he's been on just these absolutely garbage teams. 
And it's basically meant like he's gotten minutes, but he hasn't had a chance to really do much as a forward because his teams are so shit. I don't think Wolfsburg are quite as bad as Werder Bremen or Norwich, but like if Pepe's going in there and he's expected to score a lot of goals, but the team is not giving him any service, we know he's probably not going to score goals. And so what does that do for his development, for his confidence, et cetera, where he's like, right now he's our number one striker for the world cup next year. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. I think that if you look at the guys who have, who are like the the cream of the crop right now for the U.S. men's national team and the attacking, you know, half of the field. None of those guys have developed at crappy places, right? Pulisic, Reina, Wea, um, who's another one on my mind? I can't remember. Dest, I mean, yeah, Dest, I guess. Um, but any of those guys, I mean, they're coming through at the Dortmunds, and then even you know when Wea couldn't cut at PSG, Lille is still a club that is you know, winning most of their games and attacking, 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 right? French French champions. Right, yeah. I mean, French champions now, but like... I mean, Schalke was bad for a few years while McKinney was there. McKinney's more box-to-box. He was playing, like, right back at some points there. Like, that's not who he is. It's not necessary to, like, his... His whatever. So you're just talking about, like, pure attacking players. Yeah. On these types of teams. Yeah, I mean, guys who need goals to be successful or need to be involved in goals to be successful. And... I think that there is something to that. I think that if you you can maybe like come through as a, a defender at a good team, but it's it's hard to come through as an attacker at a bad team um, in this in this critical period of development. I think, however, that Wolfsburg is not doomed. And I would have said the same thing about Werder Bremen, but they're not doomed to be a bad team in the same way that Norwich are. Norwich like can't financially compete, um, are barely in the league, probably going to go back down. Right, Werder Bremen and Wolfsburg have both had past success in the, you know, near past that makes you think, oh, they could be a Europa League team. They could be a Champions League team. They just need to put the pieces together. Um, you know, same with Schalke, right? Like when, when McKinney was there, sure, they had some bad years, but you wouldn't have said, oh, he's not playing with any talent. He doesn't have anyone to link up with kind of, they never have the ball, this problem, right? So I, I do think that um, from that aspect, uh I don't know what Wolfsburg will be like. Like I still, like you're saying, Dan, like overall, generally like the move. Fine. It's good. Bundesliga is a good league. But um, if there was another move you'd, that was Brendan Aronson's move. You'd rather move, see him at Salzburg. Yeah, yeah Brendan Aronson's move or Ajax or like some perfect place that otherwise was perfect. You know, it it, it would have been very close and it could have come down to like personal fit with a manager or something like that. It w- I don't think it's a home run. Basically. It feels riskier than, you know, going to like a Salzburg or a Ajax or another kind of like bigger fish in a smaller pond. Like, but then at, at the same time, if Pepe goes in there and does well, you know, grabs six or eight goals in the second half of the season, like, that's great. That means he can play at that high level. So it's it's just riskier for me. So that was going to be my question, Mike. You mentioned like ahead of the World Cup to make this move. Would you rather actually have him stay in Dallas, hopefully continue to bang him in, and just be like, that's where he's at heading into the World Cup from a purely World Cup perspective? Or, you know, he's, I guess, in a way, betting on himself. If this works out, it could be great. It could flounder, though. Like, how do you, from a World Cup perspective, what's the feeling? I I think uh, if I were him, I would not want to be in Dallas anymore. It feels like you've had this great year. There's a ton of interest. You're the starting number nine on the national team. Like you've clearly proven that not that you're like too good for MLS, but like you're ready for a challenge. And so I think staying motivated while being there would be an issue potentially for just for anyone, not just for Pepe. I saw it from Um, Chris Mueller. (laughs) I'm I'm dead serious, man. Like since he got the move and was stuck at Orlando city, he was not a shell of himself. Yeah, but I mean, and, and you see it all the time with like guys who are like on the verge or rumored to go to a big move and it doesn't happen and then it just like doesn't come together. So I, I think an ideal situation would be for him to go to a bigger team in a slightly smaller league where you are more confident he's going to see playing time. Like even if he goes to Ajax and doesn't necessarily start every game, but comes in and gets, you know, 20 to 35 minutes pretty consistently, you know, he's going to get service. You know, he's going to touch the ball. Like, I think that's that's a really good thing for the next year 
rather than going to Wolfsburg, where like maybe he doesn't start immediately, uh, and maybe when he gets in, you know, they're you know holding on to leads or you know defending a lot, and he doesn't see a lot of the ball, uh, and he's just not as sharp. So that's that's I think the the concern that I have. But I I think yeah, staying at staying at Dallas, I don't I don't think is necessarily like the answer. I'm desperately trying to look up how many goals Sebastian Haller has this year and whether Pepe would ever see the field for Ajax. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, 22 and 24 for yeah, Ajax. I mean, he's been banging him in. But, like, sure, but he's not going to play every single game, right? Like, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, shit, he might move to, you know, a bigger team if he's that's true. That Fair. Many goals. Yeah. Fair. Uh, so, Pepe, yeah, I mean, seems like he should be on the move. I think that where he lands is up for I mean it's always up for debate most transfers don't work out as Colin always says so uh there's always a lot of uncertainty around it um but the iron is probably hot and he's it appears to be striking yeah I I mean I'm glad he's striking and this is a fine move uh also worth like pointing out that like there were super clubs like rumored to want him which to me would have sounded like you know they're just gonna shelve him like obviously he's not gonna walk into um the number nine role at real madrid or Bayern or whatever so that would have been definitely worse if he had been getting signed and immediately put out on loan or just rotting on the bench at a team like that so um yeah this is not so bad from a u.s men's national team perspective uh another interesting player for me is serginio dest who uh, has not been playing a lot recently under new Barcelona manager uh, Xavi. I believe it's pronounced that. Kavi? No. Oh, is that? <laughs> Kavi. Uh, apparently not part of the plans of, uh, you know, rumors are that he's on the, uh, not chopping block, he's not getting, you know, but they're trying to move him out so that they can bring other players in in January, clear cap space because their financials are totally screwed. So they need to make the space. Um, it looks like Dest is on the way out. There was a lot of pride, I feel like, around U.S. men's national team fans having a player getting a lot of minutes starting at Barcelona. It was like some marker of the progress that the U.S. is making on the world stage. Uh, Colin, how do you feel about Dest moving on? I mean, it sucks. I mean, I don't know if he'll actually move or whatever. How, why? Xavi hasn't even been putting him in the 18, so it's like... I don't know. I think that kind of makes me feel like it's an attitude thing or something, you know, something between them and, and that could, you know, dimension rather than the on the field dimension. But um, anyway, I think uh, it does suck. It, su- it sucks that also that while Dest has been at Barca, they've been falling apart and not been the Barca we know, right? Like they're in Europa League right now this year. So um, that's a little bit disappointing for me uh, as a totally from a U.S. bias perspective. Um, that, yeah, when we got a, finally got a player at Barcelona who, like you said, was an integral part of the 11, like they weren't world beaters because that would be cool, right? But uh, at the same time, like, fine. Like, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Uh, you know, Christian Pulisic won a Champions League. Uh, McKenny plays at Juve. It's not uh, what it would have been 10 years ago either. Um, there'll be another player to to come through and play at, uh, you know, a, a big club in Spain, right? Like, whatever. He's just the first one. Yeah. And and I think honestly, like, uh, like you said, Colin, Barcelona now is not the Barcelona they were five, ten, fifteen years ago, and it's it's still exciting. But also, like, he was getting played out of position even when he was getting played. He was getting played as kind of a winger striker, uh, where we want to see him as a right back because that's where he's going to play for the U.S. So I think for me, it seems like he's probably still going to go to another pretty big club. And so, you know, that's fine. Like get him somewhere where he's going to get some playing time. There's some rumors he might go to Bayern, which I don't know if he would actually play there. But I remember there there were some rumors about him going to Bayern before he went to Barca. And so to me, you know, he's probably going to end up at some kind of Champions League club uh, in a big league. Hopefully he can get minutes and stay sharp, and you know that maybe this gives him a little chip on his shoulder to do better. Yeah, and he's so, me, the, he's so young that he can kind of cycle back up too, right? Like yeah. now we can go to Real Madrid, and you know, yeah, whatever. It's, it's that Bayern fun. rumor, though, I love because Bayern to me is this place where a lot of people that 
didn't seem to catch on yeah. at other super clubs go yeah. and prove that it wasn't like it, there was something wrong with the other super club. It yeah. wasn't them, right? You get guys like Serge Gnabry. You get guys like um, Sané, the Coman, yeah. Alaba, right? I mean, did the Barcelona to uh, Bayern move as an outside back? So like there are that rumor I love. If he turned out to be that type of player, sweet. Like we'll take that all day, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think I agree in general, like he should go find some place to play and it's still going to be at a Champions League club most likely. And I don't see any real problem with this. Yeah. And it, it also especially feels like Xavi just doesn't, doesn't see him in the team so it's like all right well then just get out of there before yeah, like don't exactly. wait don't waste another half of the season uh rumors around brendan aronson uh obviously at Sa- rb salzburg salzburg yeah rb salzburg i guess uh been very good there in the first half of the season best 11 or something for in the austrian bundesliga um and you know attracting interest colin this is kind of your i mean he's a philly union guy so uh what's the situation what's going on uh, there's some interest in england right yeah i mean i think it's like uh to me it's at the level right now where like he's rumored to go any place that really loves to press because it's pretty clear what his like skill set is and it's like oh leads like he'll go play for bls at leads yeah. like yeah and it's just like to me that's just like what people on twitter think uh like you know what his his skill set fits um that's just lazy linking yeah to you? Um, i think the most likely thing is he goes to rb leipzig you know that's just like the the, the business aspect of it or whatever that's got to be the most likely thing um they're a little bit uh jesse marsh post jesse Mar- marsh turmoil right so uh we'll see if that actually happens i, I think he'll actually stay put um but would love to see him go i mean for the right challenge for the right like level for him like i don't think a super club he's super club level right if you're a pressing super if you're a pressing team in a big league you're probably like one of the top teams in that league like you know i don't know city or liverpool or whatever in the premier league the teams that want to win the ball back immediately uh and that's not going to be a fit for him like his attacking talent is is just miles away from the guys who get to play on the wing at those places so um it's tough to figure out exactly where he'll fit but i think that the bundesliga is probably the league for him um so i think it's rb leipzig but maybe in the summer yeah i mean what thoughts there mike i mean we just need him to go to norwich just place draft sergeant (laughs) put sergeant on the bench and everyone's happy everyone's happy because his boy gets to move and i get my socks (laughs) that's basically (laughs) what i i'm uh I actually think well, like what may happen for him is that uh, he ends up because he is a he's great at pressing, but he has this like unbelievable work rate for uh, an attacker, and so it's like okay, uh, playing teams who don't see the ball think, oh, that's great for us. We could use guys who you know are the first line of defense in attack, um, but that his skill set does not translate that well to what you need to do an attack for that club and like carrying the ball up the pitch, you know, on a, on a counter or something like that. He's more like a bang, bang, get in the right spot, finish it or make the right pass kind of guy. Um, so yeah, I, I think that he will, he will suffer if he goes to the wrong club. Like I think, I mean, Dan, to, to, to bring this over to your wheelhouse of, of, uh, whatever catchphrases or shit you always say, uh, he's a very specific tool. Um, yep. and so, if he gets used wrong, I think it'll be pretty ugly. A la Josh Sargent. I like the idea that that's my catchphrase. Or whatever. Like he gets a laugh track every time I say <laughs> it. This guy's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy we're looking at, or they're like rumors. I don't know if I should believe him, Mike, but Pulisic, he's being played out of position. A lot of kind of talk about why he's there, if it's a a Tuchel relationship thing, if it's an actual footballing reason thing. It seems like a weird situation. And I feel like that is fueling a lot of just like general chatter that maybe he should be looking for a move. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think I've been fairly consistent in that. Like I've not been a huge fan of Pulisic at Chelsea just with the way that they play and not having a lot of attackers. And now he's playing as a number nine 
even though Lukaku is on the bench, which is surprising, interesting. I don't know, whatever word you want to use. Lukaku came on today and they moved him to right wing back. Yeah, which is also like not ideal. Uh, love that he's <laughs> playing wing right back and that uh, Des was playing right wing earlier in the season. Just love it. Uh, but I I don't know. For me, I, I think January moves are less likely to work even than summer moves. And I would say probably just stick it out unless there's like a clear round peg, round hole move to another big club. But I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, there were some rumors, at least on Twitter, that he might go to Barca, which I think for reasons previously discussed, I that that doesn't seem like a great move. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, he now is kind of getting some some run. Tuchel had a nice thing to say about him, basically like, yeah, we're playing him out of position, but he works hard and we like him. So I don't know. I, I would stick it out at least for this season and then kind of reevaluate in the summer. I think there's also something to be said for like guys who prove that they can play a lot of positions and are very useful and will compete for their spot under multiple managers to be successful in today's, um, you know, environment where managers move more than the, the manager changes more than the players, right? Like, I don't know, as Bill Aquetta, how many managers has he seen at Chelsea? Like some have used him as a center back. Some have used him as a right back. Like some have used him in a back three, but like he can always be used. He's a good player. He's, you know, he's just a good fucking soccer player. And like Christian Pulisic can be that in attack, right? And you can get minutes at a big place like Chelsea and I don't know, be successful, have a good career, whatever you want. I don't know what you, we really want from Christian Pulisic right now, like to play enough minutes that he doesn't get stale. Yeah. Like that'll be, he'll be able to do that at Chelsea. Like, do we really need him to like play a certain position and develop? Like, I, I think he is what he is now kind of. So uh, I think he's okay at Chelsea right now. I, I don't think there's a huge reason for him to move. The only reason I don't like him playing forward is that I think he gets kicked a lot and he's not shown to be a durable player. So that makes me a little nervous, but um, you know, maybe getting kicked and having a hamstring injury are, are different enough types of injuries that they're unrelated. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also one of those things where um, with Pulisic, right? Like there's no amount of playing or not playing where we're going to be like, you know what? He's, he's not going to be called up. Uh, like he's definitely in the squad. You can make an argument that, you know, I, I mean, I, I would make the argument that like Wea right now, I mean, he's, I think, a little injured, but Wea has been playing better than Pulisic for the national team. You know, maybe if Reyna comes back and he's playing well, maybe Pulisic all of a sudden isn't a starter, but like he's always going to be in the team uh, or in the and squad. You and, guys talked about that last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Use him as a super sub, yeah. something like yeah. that. So, yeah. So like, I mean, it's not like we're... You know, there's some players where you're like, well, if they're not playing and they're not playing well, they're just not going to get called in. Like, that's not Pulisic. He's going to be called in until we have a huge crop of great attacking players, which we don't don't have right now. Uh, I'm looking down the list of other U.S. men's national team guys. You know, in the the spirit of the season, anyone else that we need to gift a uh, a move to? It's hard for me to really see. I'm, you know. There's been some rumors about uh, Tyler Adams. Like he has not played a ton this year, he's, and he's played a lot as a sub. Um, and there's, I, I saw rumors about him like going to Arsenal and you know some other club. I, I think actually Man United. There are rumors of him going there now that uh, Chris Armis is is in the staff there. So I don't know. That's that's one where I'm like, Man United seems to be kind of like the Barcelona before Barcelona in terms of like club dumpster fires. So not. <laughs> Not in, and Arsenal is Arsenal, so not entirely <laughs> thrilled by either of those rumors. But it does kind of feel like, uh, I mean, it, it'd be nice for him to just get back his spot in Leipzig. Uh, anyone else? And it doesn't have to be U.S. men's national team. I mean, just around looking around, who needs a move? Uh, I mean, I think there's a couple for me that like uh, could deserve a move, or like we uh, we wouldn't be surprised to see the move. James Sands is one. Um, Walker Zimmerman for me, I think could get a move. I think maybe his, uh, team would demand a, you know, a higher number for him. He's kind of more mature. So it's not like that kind of, it's a different deal. Um, that's another one. And then Brian Reynolds is one who's like, he went to Roma. I don't know how long ago that was now. Maybe it's been a year, maybe a year and a half. A couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And so like, he hasn't done shit, hasn't gotten any opportunities. Um, so you, maybe you'd like to see him move either 
down the table in Serie A or just somewhere else, right? Like if you're not getting the opportunities at age 18, 19, 20, like don't stay. Um, you know, like Tim Weah, right? No, no shame in it. Um, so I think that those are a couple for me that stand out, but there's, there's a lot of other guys. And I, I would also say that like um, – I say these things like most of those guys are kind of in like a hopeful way because we have seen some of these guys in that age group recently move and make moves that we might be like, eh, I'm not sure. And they've been pretty successful. I'm thinking about the two guys in at Venezia, right? Um, Busio and Tessman, who Busio, you know, I'm a Busio lover and he's been great there and blah, blah, blah. But also, Tessman is like a guy who we haven't really ever talked about or said shit about because he's not like that standout but he's getting Serie A minutes and playing and 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 that's that's a lot better than a, a lot of guys who are in and around the roster right Tesman's not really in it. He has, I think he has one cap maybe but like who, who are, have serious chances to play in the World Cup right they're not getting minutes at, at leagues that good so there are roster spots to be had, I guess, that, or like there are minutes to be played in those big leagues that could help a lot of these guys. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think like Busio is an interesting example because he wasn't, he was like a good player for uh, Sporting KC, but I don't feel like he was ever, you know, like a, a guy who really stood out of like, oh, he's, he needs the move because he's too good for this league. It's like, yeah, he just did some nice things, and then he continued to do the same nice things even as the competition got better. And I think, like, that's a little bit of a tricky thing yeah. uh, to kind of figure out. I mean, he was also doing those nice things when he was, like, 16, 17 years old. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, so that was a little bit of a hint, if you will. Yep. Uh, Brian Reynolds moved to Roma in February of this year, so uh, it's only felt, uh, only, like, multiple yeah. times so longer than that. 12 months. It's what we call uh, jo- yeah. Jose time. Exactly. Uh, And Tanner Tessman is the godson of American football coach Dabo Swinney. Yeah, that's right. Because he he almost kicked uh, at Clemson. Yeah, he got like a kicking scholarship. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Anyone else needs a move, should be thinking about a move, should be asking Santa for a delayed move? I I mean, one one we haven't talked about is Daryl DK. Um, I think that's, that's a player who we maybe thought would move after his time at Barnsley. Kind of came back to Orlando and didn't tear it up. Like people, a lot, a lot lot of people said he was like too tired or whatever. But I I think it more speaks to the fact that Barnsley plays a weird style that's perfect for him, and he should just fucking go back to Barnsley and like fucking tear it up there. So uh, maybe that's not so bad. Um, But I I think he's kind of playing himself or has played himself out of the U.S. men's national team conversation in that way. Yeah, it's weird that he. Hopefully he gets a call up again soon. I mean, he actually had a decent second half of the year uh, in Orlando. What one other guy? I don't know if we mentioned. Now we're just like throwing out every single person yeah, who's ever it, gotten a cap. Uh, Miles Robinson. Uh, you know, he's basically our best center back at this point, uh, and has been very good in MLS. And yeah, it just seems like he's a guy who could probably play at a higher level. But I haven't even on Twitter. There's no rumors. That's how you know it's it's bleak. That's how you know that, that it's just quiet. It's just cold, yeah. 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 Um all right. Well, conti- I mean, US men's national team year in review. Mike, you had some thoughts uh on this? Oh, I mean, I, I think I think the guys kind of covered it last week. Uh okay. and okay. and my my thoughts continue to be the same as they ever were until we qualify for the World Cup. So I'll spare the <laughs> listeners on this one. You were well. Uh, Colin and and Palmer gave their percentage confidence of qualifying last week. Uh, we might as well see what yours is since you weren't here last week. I'm still like eighty to eighty five percent, but incredibly the most nervous eighty to eighty five percent you've ever seen, <laughs> filled with old Jewish man anxiety. Yep, yep, that feels about right. Highly confident and highly nervous at the same time. Yep, same. Okay, well there you go. Um, other things going on in the world of football. Uh, Premier League continues to try to oh, play games. Sorry, before we before we get on to uh, the rest of the world of football, I meant to talk about during the the transfer section one transfer that's already completed. So there's these, there were a bunch I feel like this year in MLS, which I don't remember this being like the case every year. So I don't know if it was like kind of COVID related or maybe it was like financially related with like whatever how fin- finances ended up working out with 
losing money because of COVID. But there were a bunch of transfers that happened in the summer window, and then they were like, okay, we'll let the player finish the MLS season, and they'll move, right? Chris Mueller is the one I kind of mentioned earlier who's going to Hibernian in Scotland. But the one I want to talk about is Caden Clark, who's going from Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls, to RB Leipzig. So that's kind of like an internal transfer or whatever. But the fact that he's going to Leipzig and skipping Salzburg, right, Um, unlike Aronson, at 18 years old, like they think he's better than Aronson, basically, from a Red Bulls perspective. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Like they've they've gotten a really good look at him, and they think he he's going to play enough for Leipzig as an 18 year old. Uh, and we're going to get to see if that's true in whatever five days or 10 days. Like right, he's going to start playing there. So that's something to put on your radar. I I don't think he's he does not have. I think he's in camp. Maybe he's in the camp right now the december camp or maybe january yeah, he, he was um but so i don't know if he has even a full men's national team cap he's i don't think he's a player for um you know these qualifiers of the world cup or anything but he is a little trout that now all of a sudden i'm like of that big group of 30 guys who are kind of like yeah i've heard of that guy i'm like oh this guy actually has maybe a more legitimate shot to join the reinas and um ways of the yeah. world yeah 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 and he scored some some absolute bangers in MLS. So, like, also that's exciting because, you know, he has a profile of a guy who scores absolute bangers, right, rather than, like, he has a profile of Tyler Adams. Shade. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> just not as exciting. More useful. Not as exciting. Highly useful. Not as good at uh, uh, for Twitter. Yep. Premier League stuff, I, I don't know. I don't have anything particularly to say about it. Things are haltingly progressing as about half of all games get shut down for COVID reasons, um, which feels very regrettable, um, but also highly predictable as you guys talked about recently. Um, the funniest thing about that is the uh, fan base is complaining that they should, it's not fair that we have to play because we have so many guys who are out because leads, of COVID. Yeah. Leads. Oh, no. I mean, the leads thing is a whole different thing than what oh, I'm saying. The opposite? Are no, you saying? I'm yeah. talking about fan bases being like, we have so many guys out for COVID, so we should not have to play this game. It's bullshit that the Premier League is making us play. We're going to lose this game because we have no guys to play. And then they click cancel the game, and then it's like, man, it fucking sucks there's no game this weekend. It's bullshit the Premier League canceled the game. Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> you just can't. Like, it's just you're going to complain. Like, this situation sucks. Of course. And you're going to complain. Course. And you're going to blame a human for it you know you have to point at somebody but it's a really like you're mad at the spread of the virus like that's what sucks like let's let's do what we can there but it's just funny to me to see that interaction on twitter all right well uh there you have it a lot of u.s men's national team transfer talk uh interesting stuff we'll see how it all plays out uh etc etc um that's all I got. That's the run order. Thanks for reading it, Dan. Beautiful. <laughs> well, not even that well. Beautiful the one like thing I was supposed to read. It was the one thing. We're all humans, Dan. We haven't been replaced by computers yet. Cliff's working on uh, yeah, it, but he hasn't figured it out it. quite yet. But thanks, Cliff. All right. So thanks, Cliff. Thanks, See you guys. Cliff. <laughs> late night pod that late night pod mentally i'm already asleep physically i'm here but just thinking about that soft soft pillow no that's the beauty it's the beauty when you set expectations as low as i have will the listeners be able to tell the difference we're both mentally asleep it's this is going to be a good podcast i want on this podcast i want more jokes that need an explanation after the punchline envelope expansion i wouldn't say i have timely things to say about anything whoa the transfer
<laughs> I need a little aside here. I'm gonna use my most my most boring voice today. George has got a couple smells for us to talk about. Quite frankly, unless it's cold, just a little weather chat. He's just a good fucking soccer player. Davo Swinney, the most nervous eighty to eighty-five percent you've ever seen. Ta-tra!